welcome. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us. What a blessing it is that we can continually get together and lift up the name of Yeshua. It's a blessing to be in the scripture. And tonight we're going to be looking at for your sake. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. So let's just take a moment to pray as uh, we start uh, our time in the scriptures tonight. Father, we want to thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for your word, that your word is a lamp. Father, that you uh, you bring the transformation within our hearts and we choose to yield to you because we know in the natural we fail. We know that uh, that we cannot live up to what you require of us, but we yield to the power of your son, Yeshua. We thank you for the blood of Yeshua, that our righteousness is as filthy rags, but we stand in the righteousness of the Messiah. Hallelujah. So, Father, I pray that you refine us in your fire, that you uh, bring transformation and change to each and every one of us. And for those who are watching on podcast and watching later, we just we, we thank you, Father, as a family, as the body of Messiah, that you equip us and bring transformation within our lives in Yeshua's name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, look, it's, uh, you know, last night we were just uh, pressing in on the good fight out of uh, the book of Timothy. Uh, let's just turn there a second uh, as we start to lay the foundation. And, you know, what we're talking about in the book of Timothy and what we're talking about the good fight yesterday is don't give up and don't try and live your faith out in the ways of the world. And I know these words are challenging. They're challenging to every one of us because we are faced with the challenges of this world system on a daily basis. And, you know, we've got to be continually aligning ourselves. When we recognize areas that the, the Ruach HaKodesh is speaking to us, are we willing to bring change? Are we willing to uh, ask the, the, the Holy Spirit to align us, to help us in our time of need? And we, we, we had a warning yesterday uh, where we've got to be careful what we are living for. You know, are we living uh, to to do things ourselves? And, you know, oh, I, I believe I, I believe in Yeshua. I've got Jesus walking in my life. But the question is, where is he? Is he in your backpack, your rucksack, as we say in Scotland? Or is he in the, the depths of your heart? You know, have we died to self? Are we reigning in Messiah? If we choose to reign in Messiah, it comes at a cost. And we've got to lay down our understanding. And these things are not easy, but can only be accomplished by the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. You need the Holy Spirit to function. Because we move from the natural realm into the supernatural realm. So my prayer today is that we continue on this journey as we challenge the flesh. And I'm challenged on a daily basis and and you know and I'm always praying for revelation on on areas that uh, that need alignment because I want to see signs, wonders and miracles. I want to see faith in action. I want to see the fruits of the spirit within my life and and you know as, as we look at all of this as we look at the standards that Yeshua set and and you know how high he set that standard how are we going to achieve this how are we going to accomplish this well religion 
just wants to push you down, wants to, you know, give you a pacifier so that you can, you know, just uh, get through life and feel happy. And what we said the other day, salvation is not the base of your emotions and how you feel. It's not come to Yeshua and feel happy and experience the best happiness you could ever have. No, we come to Yeshua and recognize that we need a Savior, that we need deliverance, that we need the redemptive power of Yeshua. We have to be grafted in to the commonwealth of Israel. We have to be part of the covenant of the gospel of the kingdom. So we die to self. We say to the flesh, we're laying you down because your direction will take us all the way to spiritual death and we want to become alive in the spirit. So we must be born again of the spirit. So I want to encourage you, don't lose heart when you recognize areas within your life that you are failing because we will all fail. And, you know, this is why the scripture says don't look to man because man will always let you down. And it doesn't matter if it's man in faith or man in the world. You know, our, our hope is to be on the rock of the foundation of Messiah. So, so yes, we want to be examples. Yes, we want to walk in the way that the Father has called us. But if you see man fail, it doesn't mean that God has failed. And I want us to understand that because we're all fighting the challenges of life. We're all pressing in. And our desire is that corporately we can work together to be growing in Messiah, to see the victory in Messiah. Are we ready for the victor to be dwelling within us? Are we ready to go from glory to glory? So yesterday in the first uh, Timothy chapter 6, it talked about fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. And what's important is that we're not just in the place of confession in secret, but we are making it plainly known. I am a follower of Yeshua. I am walking in the way. Hallelujah. I'm not walking in religion, but I choose to walk in the kingdom and within his kingdom promises. And these are decisions that we make and we become accountable to our stand. So someone is waiting on the other side of your obedience. Someone's waiting on the other side of my obedience and we've got to strive to uh, to live this life to the best of our ability and how we do it is by yielding to the spirit and we need every day to be coming before the father but you know we hear the testimony of Paul you know the very sin I don't know what to do is the very sins that I do and he talks about that in book of Romans chapter 7 when he says oh what a wretched man Am I? Verse 21 of Romans chapter 7. So I find the law at work uh, when I want to do good. Evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in Elohim's law. But I see another law at work in the members of my body, um, uh, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner to the law of sin at work within my members. What a wretched man I am who will rescue me 
from this body of death. But thanks be to Elohim through Yeshua the Messiah, our Lord. So then I myself, in my mind, am a slave to Elohim's law, but in the sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. But we rise up and recognize there's no condemnation for those who are in Messiah Yeshua. And this is what we want to focus on. We have got to remain in him. We've got to be in that place where we make a decision. I choose to remain in him. And just on that point, on the importance of the areas of our choice, a scripture that we love uh, when it comes to spiritual warfare, Ephesians chapter 6, it talks about who are we fighting against? What is this battle that we are facing? Verse 10, finally be strong in Yahovah and in his mighty power put on the full armor of Elohim so that we can take, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggles are not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And we've got to be in the place where we realize that if you live your life of faith in the natural only, you're going to live a limited life and you're not going to experience the fullness of of what it truly means to walk in the presence of Yahovah. So we have got to rise up to the next level in the spirit and see the victory in Messiah. Okay, uh, we seem to have a problem with the buffing. And I'm just going to uh, put my finger in here one sec to get this uh, sorted. Hold on one sec. I'm just going to make a change to the network. We have been having an issue with the network tonight, so... Hold on one sec, and let's see if we can put this other network uh, in. And uh, we'll see what we can do here. Hold on. Like I said, we're uh, in uh, the start of a storm that's happening here in Israel. So we just got to make sure everything is on track here with the internet connection. All right, okay. So... Uh, let's uh, let's just ask the question before we go any further. Can you all hear me? <laughs> just give us uh, some thumbs up right now. Just let me know that you can hear. And uh, we're going to continue in a couple of seconds. Uh, just as soon as I get um, a couple of responses from people that you can hear. So I'm just waiting for those response. Okay, Lola says, yes, you can hear. Okay, excellent. I'm looking at the drop frames. We're on 0% here now. So it looks like by changing the network, we are sorted. Excellent. Okay, hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. It's worth just stopping and making sure we correct these things so that we can enjoy the scriptures. So anyway, we're talking here um, in Ephesians chapter 6. Okay, the importance of what it truly means to live out our life within the supernatural, that we are not just building everything from a natural perspective, that we are experiencing what it truly means to live as born again in the Spirit, that we are moving from the natural realm into the supernatural realm. Why? You cannot overcome life's challenges unless you know how to deal with principalities, how to deal against the powers of this dark world. 
And what the Father wants to do is he wants to equip us to make us effective in how we uh, battle in the Spirit. So I want to encourage you that our call is to be trained in the battling in the Spirit, that we can get to that place where we understand, we hear the voice of the, the Holy Spirit speaking to us. We have guidance in the presence of Yahovah. And what does it say here in putting on the armor of Elohim? What does it say? It says, stand firm then, and it tells you how to stand. It says, stand with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And then it says, in addition to all this. So there's the uniform that you are wearing on an ongoing basis. But then it says this. It changes it here and it says, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of Elohim. So it goes from putting on to taking up. So when you need that your faith into action, you take up the shield of faith. You deal with those fiery arrows. You know, you take these things up. It's a shifting that takes place because we're moving into a new dimension. And I want to encourage you, it doesn't matter what you face and how much the enemy wants to discourage you when you face challenges and times in our lives when we fail, it can sometimes be disheartening. Oh, Father, you know, I'm, I'm longing to see your glory manifest and I feel like I let you down and I let you down. And in discipleship training, what type of things are we seeking to do? We're seeking to establish the authority of the Spirit in every aspect of our life. And any area where we see a weakness in the wall, we can start working on that area to strengthen it so that we can be effective for the King. Is our desire to grow in Messiah? Then, you know, then I want to encourage you that this is the time for us to stand. And we're going to read a little bit... Uh, uh, in the book of uh, John, we're going to come to that in a second. But I just wanted to put a little bit of that foundation down because it's so important that we understand and don't give up. Because many people, they, they shipwreck their faith because they fail and they think, Yehovah doesn't love me anymore. He doesn't care about me anymore. And sometimes we go through situations, we're praying and we don't see the answer. And, you know, those moments of time in many cases are set up to identify where you stand in your belief system. Do you believe do you believe what the Father has said? Or are you going to allow the circumstances and the things that you see in front of you to dictate to what is truly going on? In Psalm chapter 79, it says in verse 9, Help us, O Elohim, our Savior, for the glory of your name. Hallelujah. For the glory of your name, deliver us and forgive our sins. For your name's sake, hallelujah, help us, O Elohim, 
our Savior, for the glory of your name. Deliver us and forgive our sins for your name's sake. It's for his name's sake that he does these things. Why should the nations say, where is their Elohim before our eyes make known among the nations that you avenge um, the outpoured blood of your servants? So we stand in a place and you might witness challenges, you might witness persecution, you might witness effects uh, that are, are pulling you down in such a way that you think, how do I even get through this? How do I even stand? And what does the Father have to say to us in the midst of those places? It is for his name's sake that these things are happening. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you to go to uh, the book of uh, John chapter 11, and uh, just wait for you to turn there. It's uh, the testimony that we see from Lazarus. So just uh, turn, with your, uh, turn with us to John chapter 11. Okay, and uh, we're just going to read through this scripture. We're just going to take our time through this for the next few moments here and just enjoy this portion of scripture because there's so many examples of things that we see in the scripture and we can relate to so much of this and I want to encourage you to really take hold of what the Holy Spirit wants to say to us in this portion of scripture. Verse 1, now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, a village, uh, uh, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This, this was Mary whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister uh, sent word to Yeshua, um, Lord, the one you love is sick. And when he heard this, Yeshua said, this sickness will not end in death. No, this is for Elohim's glory, so that Elohim's son may be glorified through it. Hallelujah. So what's he saying? He hears the report that the one he loves is sick. But what does it say? The sickness is not, it will not end in death. No, it is for Elohim's glory, so that Elohim's son may be glorified through it. Yeshua loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. So it wasn't urgent to him. He wasn't just jumping up and running off. And this is what many people think. You know, they, they feel like they have to respond urgently to everything that's going on. And sometimes we're not waiting for that urgent call. What we're waiting for is the timing of the Spirit. And Yeshua gets this news of a, of a friend, a close friend, who is sick. And he still stays where he is for two days. Verse 7, Then he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judah. But teacher, they said, A short while ago, the Jews tried to stone you, and yet you're going back there. Yeshua answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? A man who walks by day will not stumble, for he sees by the world's light. It is when he walks by night that he stumbles, 
for he has no light. And what's Yeshua saying in the midst of this portion of scripture? He's basically saying, what, which eyes are you looking through? How are you seeing what is before you? You know, uh, he, he's basically saying, you know, there's a timing. We are called to walk in the light of the Father's will. We're called to walk in his way. So it's not about the fear of who's trying to storm me. It's not about, you know, what the enemy is trying to do against you. Verse 11, after he said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. Hallelujah. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Yeshua had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So here Yeshua is bringing them to a place, a realization where he's saying, listen, you've got to move into another dimension. And in the the area of the miraculous and signs and wonders and miracles, we have got to move into another dimension. And many people who are coming back to the roots of the faith, they want to throw away the supernatural. They want to throw away these things because they get grounded in the position of religion instead of relationship. So they just go from one religion to another. And we are not called to um, submit ourselves to religion, but we are called to walk in relationship with a mighty Elohim. So he told them plainly, Listen, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. So whose sake is it for? It's for your sake. So you're about to face a situation where your brain is literally going to fall over in the natural as you see the supernatural in operation. Now, the disciples have seen many miracles, but they're about to witness one of the most profound miracles in the scripture outside of the, uh, the, the resurrection of the Messiah. Hallelujah. Then Thomas, called Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him <laughs> on this arrival on his arrival yeshua found lazarus had already been in a tomb for 4 days and what's significant about nazareth being in a tomb for 4 days after 3 days in jewish custom they believe the spirit leaves the man and here's lazarus he is in the 4th day in the tomb so Bethany was less than a two was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary, Mary to comfort them in their loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Yeshua was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Yeshua, "If you had been here." My brother would not have died. I would have believed. I would have had faith for you to raise him up from his death, uh, uh, from his deathbed, from his sickness. If you had just been here, you know, my brother would not have died. But I know that even Elohim will give you whatever you ask for. She's standing in that place of faith. And then what does Yeshua say, he makes a statement that even challenges the very heart of Martha. Yeshua said, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Yeshua said to her, 
something so profound and so powerful. And I want you to to cling on to this word and get a hold of this word that we understand this so clearly. Yeshua said, I am the resurrection and the life. It doesn't matter what your circumstances say to you. It doesn't matter what situation are you in. Even when some things die, here comes the resurrection and the life. Yeshua said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? He's making a statement from a dimension that's outside of the natural. He's not dealing with theology of understanding, uh, you know, the, the, the understanding of, of, of the discovery of Yehovah. No, he's talking about this is who I am. I am the resurrection. So we're not just talking about in the end times, in the last days. The resurrection just showed up. Yeshua just showed up. Yes, Lord, she told him, I believe that you are the Messiah, the son of Elohim, who was to come into the world. So she's basically saying, I I agree, but she can't quite grasp what is being said. And after she had said this, she went back and called her sister uh, Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and she went to him. Now, Yeshua had not yet entered the village. All this is happening outside. You imagine the build-up that's going on here. Um, Yeshua's not even in the village yet. Now, Yeshua had not yet uh, entered the village, but was still at a place where Martha had met him. And when the Jews who had been with Mary in the house were comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out. They followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Yeshua was and sat with him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Have you ever been in a situation where you say, God, Lord, if you had just... Why didn't you show up in the midst of this situation? Why didn't you show up in this place? If you had had been here, if you had just been here, you know, my brother would not have died. When Yeshua saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in the spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And here's one of the shortest verses in the scripture. Yeshua wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Yeshua, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there uh, for four days. Then Yeshua said, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of Elohim? Many people walk away from the blessings of Yahovah, they walk away from the manifestation of the resurrection power. 
because they lose their faith, they lose their trust because circumstances in the natural have come to the place of death. But I want to tell you, this is the day of his resurrection, the resurrection power, and it's for your sake that these circumstances happen. It's it's for a challenge on our faith. Do we believe? Are we going to believe? Are we going to move past this moment? Or are we going to get stuck with what we see within the natural? Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of Elohim? So they took away the stone. Then Yeshua looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you all I, I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, Yeshua called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out with his hands and feet wrapped in strips of linen and clove around his face. Yeshua said to him, "Take off the uh, said to them, take off the grave clothes and let the man go." Hallelujah. So, what are we seeing in this place? We're seeing the resurrection power. We're seeing a situation of brokenness. We're seeing. I've come to the end. I can't go any further. And and Yeshua said, "This is for, this is for your sake." It's what we see. Uh, where's the verse where it says it? It's for your sake. Let me just grab that verse. It's in verse 14 of of chapter 11. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. And then we see the whole untangling of that which is in the natural to get to the place where we see the victory of that which is in the spirit. And I want to encourage you today. Are you seeing deferred hope in your life today? Are you seeing deferred hope around you? Then be encouraged. Be encouraged. The resurrection and the life dwells within you. He is within you. What do we see in John chapter 3 verse uh, 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 15? That everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For Elohim so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For Elohim did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. But to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of Elohim's one and only son this is the verdict light has come into the world but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through Elohim. And I want to encourage you. We're called to live in the light, but we're called to 
move into the the resurrection and the power in the very fact that you are born again of the spirit that is a supernatural experience and i want to encourage you don't lose the the blessing don't lose the miracle of your salvation when you receive the resurrection and the power of Yeshua within your life, you are a walking miracle. You just moved into a heavenly dimension. You now have access to the fullness of everything that the Father has, all the blessings, all of the equipment that you need to overcome evil. If you're not born again of the Spirit, you have no weapons to fight against the principalities of evil. No weapons. You are already a slave to the master Hasatan. He already has you. But if you are a slave to Messiah instead of a slave to sin, you can have the authority to overcome. So how far does this authority go? Does it go beyond what we see in the natural as death? Can it take us beyond that? I love the story of people like Smith Wigglesworth and others who uh, have pulled dead people out of the caskets and flung them off the back hall of the of the church meeting of the funeral and said, rise up, come alive. And the documents of these people coming alive who were already dead a few days. And I want to encourage you, the very testimony of Lazarus is a demonstration of what it truly means to walk in the Spirit. So are we, number one, listening to the voice of the Spirit, receiving instructions in the presence of Yahovah? So all the Jews around Mary, they thought she's running off to the tomb. She's running off to mourn. No, she was running off to the Messiah. And people might think the natural place for you to go is to the place of mourning. And hear the word of Yehovah. He is calling you to run to him. Run to the Messiah. Run to the place of the resurrection power. He is the resurrection and the life. So Father, we want to thank you for the word today. We want to stand in a place where we say, Yeshua, you are the resurrection and the life and we believe in you. And that will bring forth life within us and transformation. We thank you for eternal life and we believe in you. So I want to release the resurrection power of a mighty Elohim over your lives today. I want you to be encouraged and be blessed that it's not over until it's all over. And the question is, what's the word of Yahovah? What's the word that you are standing on? If you will stand upon the word of Yahovah, you will truly see the victory of a mighty God. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the word today. Sorry we've had a few connection issues here. I'll try and clean that up for those who are listening on podcast. Um, but uh, anyway, we've got this word out. Hallelujah. We're still having uh, some issues because of the weather here in Israel tonight. So I appreciate you standing with us as we press forward uh, with this word tonight. This is important. You know, what have we had? We've seen our internet connection die. We've seen our internet connection raised from the dead. 
We've seen the next internet connection uh, be reduced. But anyway, we're pressing forward in the resurrection power in Yeshua. So I release the resurrection power of Messiah over your life right now. I speak to deferred hope. Go in Yeshua's name. I proclaim the life of the Spirit dwells within us, that we have the mind of Messiah, that the word of Yehovah will come alive within our spirits, that we will have a song, that we will have the words of deliverance and transformation. Receive the transformation of the of the resurrection of Yeshua in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Thanks for watching. If you've been blessed and encouraged with the message today, I want to encourage you. Send your testimony, Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. We're also in the preparation of the January newsletter. If the Holy Spirit is ministering to you and you want to share testimony in this month's uh, news release, then I encourage you, write in, share your story. We want to be about community. It's not just about what have I got to say, but I want to ask you, what's the Holy Spirit doing in your life? Let's be an encouragement to others in the community so that we can overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We are called to share testimony. So let's share our lives and be vulnerable in the presence of Yahovah to make a difference in other people's lives. Someone is waiting on the other side of your obedience. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Sometimes the delay you're experiencing in your life is because of the disobedience of others. So we want to speak alignment so that we can walk by faith and not by sight, that we can see the resurrection power, that we can see destiny speeded up because of our desire to walk faithfully before a mighty Elohim. If you want to sow into the ministry, and I encourage you at the beginning of this year, uh, you know, not that we follow the Gregorian New Year, we're coming up shortly to uh, the biblical New Year, and that's the most important point as we go into the spring feast. But right now I want to encourage you, so into the ministry. You know, we are still pressing forward in the midst of battles here in the land of Israel. And thank you to every person that's sowing sacrificially, that's giving into the work of the ministry. But we are still battling things out here. So I encourage you. It's a good uh, uh, ministry to sow into. You know, we've been established for many years in seeing a, a mighty outpouring of the Spirit in many nations around the world. So thank you for everyone that's supporting us. If you want to do that, you can see in the description of this message, even on the podcast, you'll see it. You can give at uh, it's uh, Bulldoze of Faith forward slash give. I encourage you, give in the currency where you live. Don't change the currency so that we can change the currency into shekels and do a one-stop change into the country. So before you make your donation, if you're using PayPal, I want you to identify that it's selected in your currency first before you give because you have the choice. You don't have to give in the British pound or euros. You can give in dollars and different currencies. If you want bank accounts, details for us in different countries, you can email me, Kenny, at bulldozerfaith.com. We'll send you that information so you can direct deposits, hopefully in a country near you or in your country, so that we can uh, get more funds uh, that is uh, designated to the ministry into the, the work of the ministry rather than paying fees 
uh, to credit cards and different systems like that. Okay, well, be blessed and encouraged. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, shalom, shalom.